Welcome to Dogma, the podcast. It's with me, Mike Graham. And me, Kevin O'Sullivan. It's about his dogs, about my dogs, about your dogs. We'll be doing it every week, occasionally with a celebrity guest. Welcome back to another exciting edition uh, of Dogma, which is, of course, the finest and best podcast uh, about dogs that you can ever possibly think of. Now, Kevin O'Sullivan and I uh, have already had a couple of these uh, under our belt. But, Kevin, uh, I want you to introduce the man who has joined us for the third episode because uh, he's a man that we that we both know. I've, I've had the, cur- the, the, the pleasure of only getting to know him relatively recently. But he's a magnificent uh, individual and he has a great dog. Tell us who he is, Kevin. Well, uh, he is a man who is a recent convert uh, to the dog-loving fraternity, having just got himself a beloved dog called Maggie, and his name is Eamon Holmes. Hello, Eamon. My friend, I'm wagging my tail here in anticipation. <laughs> now, Listen. you say a recent convert, I'm nine years down the line. So I, I suppose it was the first dog in my life, and Maggie's a rescue dog as well, which makes it just all the more special. But it's interesting, you've got small dog, Kevin, and I look at Mike and I think, uh, Mike looks like a big dog man, and, <laughs> and Mike, I, I thought I would be a big dog man, but nobody, well, very few people now have big dogs. Yeah, I'm quite surprised because I'm, I've seen a picture of your dog, Eamon, and, and, and tell me, describe your dog to us and, and, and what sort of dog it is. Well, my dog, basically, if you could imagine Basil Brush, only black, <laughs> is sort of my dog. And um, I, I, she's a rescue dog from the Dogs Trust, so I got a DNA test done on her because I hadn't seen anything like her before. And the DNA test came back as mostly Border Collie with a little mix of some sort of terrier, some sort of uh, black corgi called Welch Healer, and then the rest of the percentage, about... 20% or so, was sausage dog. So she's a cross between a border collie and a sausage dog, which makes her look just like a black fox. She's, she's a, a fox. beautiful, yeah, she's a beautiful-looking dog. And what made you decide to get, one, a dog in the first place, and two, a rescue dog? Well, I, I found out, Mike, I didn't really decide anything. It was my eight, then eight-year-old son, he's now 18, right. uh, who convinced both me and my wife... Um, into this and also the dog chooses you when you go to a rescue center really the dog jumps out at you and uh, so how old is maggie is now nine? maggie's probably about ten nine or nine or ten probably about six months old when we got her and tell her about the kind of dog that she is well she's nice kevin but dim you know <laughs> she's not I don't know if your doggies do tricks or anything, but she doesn't do tricks. She doesn't fetch the ball. She doesn't. You throw the ball, and she just watches it. You know, she has no real. You get it. Except to bark at the postman. Really, is the only exercise really in that front that that she has. No, but she's beautiful. She's beautiful temperament. Beautiful, beautiful temperament. But but nice, but dim. Yeah, I think you could probably say that certainly about my dog Ziggy. I mean, he's only interested in anybody else's ball. If I take a ball to the beach, right, and he just looks at me, he won't go in the water. I mean, he's supposed to be a Labrador retriever. They're supposed to love the water. He won't go in. Um, he'll go in up to his sort of ankles, and then that's it. Um, 
but if he sees anybody else's dog with a ball, he immediately runs to get to the ball, then runs away. And I have to apologise to the guy and say, look, I'm really sorry. Um, you may not get your ball back. I'm happy to give you some money for the ball, but I'm afraid, you know, he's, he's off down the other end of the beach. And, he, you know, he's now slightly better trained, but he lives, my dog lives for food. I mean, he would literally yeah. steal food. Yeah. He would eat food. Yeah. I mean, he's done it before in the house where he'll sometimes pretend. He's got this look. He'll sometimes pretend that he hasn't had been given breakfast. Yeah. And so one of the kids will give him another breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he'll no, eat no. it as if but it's see, Mike, I think if I, when I look at my genes, I think my genes must be Labrador or something. <laughs> I actually think that I probably was a dog in a previous life because I have the same thing. No matter how many times you feed me, I'm still looking for more. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, I've looked at a picture, um, Eamon, and it seems to me that you love this dog so much um, that you've actually made a statue of yes, the dog. Yes, yes. Tell us about that. Well, the, the, this is true. Our, our wee dog, and, and guys being very serious about this, you, you may well have been through this. I know Kevin has, but I haven't been through this yet, and that is dog bereavement. Yeah. And th- th- these animals become so important to us. They're so wonderful we get love from them that we don't get from any other human being the thought of losing them is awful and i said to ruth look i think when maggie passes on she, she's not very big she wouldn't take up much room i think we should get her stuffed mm. i think we should go to the taxidermist and have a nice place for her on the mantelpiece in the house very nice right. to be in my office or whatever well, Ruth was abhorred of this, absolutely abhorred the whole idea. But I, I kind of see where she's coming from. But, but, no, would you not do it, Kevin? I think I'd go down the statue route before. All right. Okay. Well, that's what we did there. We went down the statue route. And, and we got this uh, bronze statue made by this lady. I was, I was at a, a, a race meeting one day, and she was displaying stuff there and um, got it done by her. But the, the dog, it's like having two dogs in the house. Maggie looks at this other dog and thinks it's alive. She goes over and sniffs it and things. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a replica of Maggie there. So if Maggie ever goes, I thought I wanted someone to capture her in her prime could see and, and sculpture her from when she was alive and as opposed to from pictures things. So it's, it's a pretty really amazing likeness actually. I mean did the did the it's sculpture true, yeah. did the sculptor have to do like a cast or anything like yes, that? Yes, yeah, it did all that. Mike took a long time and um a lot of sketches, a lot of measurements, right. a lot of things like that. And she was very serious about it and um you know, and that, and that was the result. And, you know, a lot of people think you're nuts, as I would think you're nuts. You know, 10 years ago, I would have said anybody that treated a dog like a human, anybody that brought their dog to bed, anybody that, <laughs> you know, gave all this consideration to their dog, nuts. And now I am one of those people. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, life-changing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, went, we, we did one of those things because uh, probably like yourself, Eamon, you know, we quite like our foreign holidays and all of that, but we always miss, I was telling Kevin in the last podcast, we always miss the dog at some point, yeah. no matter where yeah. we are. So one year we decided <laughs> to take the dog to, to this house in Devon and it was on its very posh um, sort of stately home where we were in the kind of what was what to me was a very nice house, but it was obviously like the sort of worker's cottage, right? And it was Lord and Lady so-and-so who ran the place. Um, who also had a big kind of Downton Abbey-style place down the road. This was their sort of small castle. Um, and the woman came in, and she was terribly, terribly English, and she said, oh, oh, yes, I see you have a lovely Labrador there. He will sleep out here. And she pointed to this kind of, um, you know, corridor that was basically looked like it was for cattle, you yeah, know, outside yeah. the front door. 
And we were like, oh, yes, of course. She said, we, we're not keen on the dog being in, in the house, you know, um, because some people treat their dogs like that. As soon as she went, we were like, come on, Ziggy, in the yes. kitchen. You know, he's in the kitchen. Yeah. He's lying there waiting for the food to fall off the table. And then by the end of the holiday, he was up on the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, don't blame you. Don't blame you. And, you know, I've gone to great lengths, I mean, to bring Maggie with us. Uh, to, instead of flying back to Belfast, I've driven up to Scotland and yeah. across in the ferry and all that sort of thing. Um, just rather have her with us than, than not with us. Yeah, and that's perfectly, yeah. perfectly normal. Can we try to uh, sum up to non-dog lovers what it means to have a dog? Well, I, I mean, they, they bring great joy to your life. But what I always say to people, I don't know if you agree, Eamon, I said, look, if nothing else, every dog I've ever had has made me absolutely piss myself laughing at least twice, three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very true, my friend. It, it's also made me a better person, a more caring, loving person, and someone who, when I see other animals and other wildlife, I see my dog in their eyes, in the eyes of yes. cows, giraffes, lions, whatever. Therefore, I'm more considerate towards the plight of animals in general. Um, I just think that love, that unconditional love, was never there in, in my life and in anybody's life. It lowers your blood pressure. It gives you someone to talk to, someone who's not critical of you, someone, no matter how rubbish the day has been, when you come through the door, they're there, they lie on their back. Sometimes she gives wee squirts, you know, whatever. She's so happy. And then I see the dog. No, I don't. And they know, and they know, when, you're, they know when you're fed up, when you're depressed about something or upset, don't they? They know it. They've got an emotional intelligence, I think. Well, I, I, I would like to think so. I would like to think so. I just know that they, that Maggie gives me so much love, all I am capable of is giving her love and consideration backwards. What I do know is uh, never feed them what's-its. Um, I, I like my dog so much that, uh, and I'm, I'm reading the papers and I'm eating my what's-its and the dog is looking begging at me. So not only did I give the dog what's-its, and you know, crisps and things today, they're not the same when we were young lads. There's only like six portions or something in them. It's ridiculously small. So I opened this packet of what, so put it on the floor and said, there you go, there you go. So Ruth would not approve of this. But anyway, I give the dog treats. That's why the dog loves me more than Ruth. And the dog eats the watches. Yeah. Anyway, the next day, there was lots of accidents over our beige carpet. And the, the, the carpet was glowing. The accidents were radioactive in, in their glow, this orange glow. And the carpet cleaner came and said, I can't get that out. I can't get that out of these carpets. I have no idea. I've never seen anything like that. What was it? Did she eat a curry or something like that? And Ruth's going, well, no one ever feeds the dog. Only ever has dry food. I don't know. It never has anything from the fridge or whatever. whatever. So to this day, it has to remain a secret. Do not feed your dog, Watson. That's brilliant. Presumably, she also does that great thing, which never fails to amuse me, but it always upsets uh, the mother of my children when uh, Ziggy, uh, and, and amongst other dogs that I've seen, if he's got a slight, slightly sort of itchy problem, he'll yes. sit on the floor and do that thing where they kind of scuttle across the floor <laughs> with their bottom touching the carpet and the feet yeah. kind of moving. And you kind of go, no, no, that's going to leave a mark. Don't do it. <laughs> 
Well, that's their, that's their version of wiping their ass. Well, it is, it? yeah, but on the carpet. You know. hey, talking about the backside, one thing that really makes me angry, guys, and I'd like you to raise this during the podcast, um, poo bags. People who use the poo bags yeah. and then they throw them up into bushes or trees or tie them. Oh, or hang them, on, or hang them on a twig or something. Yeah. Defeats yeah. the object, doesn't it? Defeats the whole. You'd be better off just leaving the poo on the ground. Yes. Um, absolutely awful. Who are these people? Why do they do that sort of thing? I mean, you get two types of people. You get people who never clear up after their dogs, and then people who do that sort of thing. Who's the third sort of person? Is the responsible person who brings the waste and disposes of it? Yeah, it is an absolute blight. I have to say, I admit that. I was going to ask you actually, Eamon, because we've talked about how our dogs are when they're out and about. How is how is yours when she's out and about? Is she sociable? Does she chase she's, things? Yeah, she's very sociable. She may be racist. Um, <laughs> I, I do find she's she's black. Right, she's completely black, and she doesn't like white dogs. Um, so that is the only problem: small white dogs. Otherwise, she's very sociable. Very, very nice. Um, not, not much trouble at all. No, no, no. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, Eamon, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time uh, to explain to us what Maggie is like. And so, and Maggie, so Maggie basically kind of commutes between two two different places when you're in, in town in London and, and sometimes back in Belfast. No, no, rarely. We look, look, no, actually, being truthful, I've done that once. And not do it again. We also did it during a storm, and it meant that the sea was so bad we couldn't cross, and we had to find refuge and things. So it was a good idea at the time, but um, no, we tried that one, and we'll not do it again. Okay. So you must miss it when you're not there, then? Yes, my friend, yes, definitely. And lockdown has been amazing, that you're just with the dog, the dog is with us. Um, Yeah, really, really lovely being around her, and... Maybe that's one of the things that won't change after all this is, is over to spend a time with her. Yeah. No, well, it's fantastic. Layman, listen, have a lovely uh, rest of the week. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, good um, talking, Layman. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. God bless. Bye-bye. See bye. you soon. Bye. Bye. Kevin, um, a br- what a brilliant conversation! Some great laughs yeah, there. Yeah. Um, it shows he's definitely, he's definitely a fully fledged dog. He's definitely got now, the he's he? definitely got the bug, isn't he? No question <laughs> at all. Well, listen, I'll I'll, uh, I'll see you next week for some more fun and games. We might have another uh, famous dog owner. We might not. We shall see. We'll do. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, good fun. See you later. We'll be back next week with some more dog stories, shaggy dog stories and just general dog stories. But uh, if you've got any questions for us, well, we've got a new Twitter account that you can post the questions on. Kevin, tell them what it is. At Dogma the Podcast. (laughs) 